it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Powered4.tv, Big Fight Weekly, Episode 19. And have we got a special guest for you. See you on the other side after this new intro. Right, different way of doing the show as we open today. We've got a special guest all the way from Hawaii. Chris has worked to get people on. We've got one hell of a guest. Chris, do the intro for our guest today on the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's a former Bellator like heavyweight champion, the first UK champion in America. Put your hands together for Liam McGarry. Good morning. How you doing, mate? Good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, so let's um, start off with things because I know we're on the time limit because you've got training to get to. Let's have a small introduction of uh, how you broke into uh, mixed martial arts from there. Um, I was. Uh, I went. I moved over to Jersey when I think it was about twenty. I don't even know how old I was. Uh, I was in my twenties, and um, there was a there was a club over there. And uh, I, I just went, uh, Gracie Baja, uh, Channel Islands. I went and trained there a couple of times um, and basically just took it from there, really. Uh, uh, my friend Michael Kanyas started a show, the, the Rumble on the Rock. I got a, a, a fight on there. My first fight I missed because of injury. But then the second fight I came in and I, I think I won in like just under a minute or something like that. Um, and, and then, yeah, and it's kind of skyrocketed from there. And I was, I was only 27, I think I was 27 at the time at the start. So quite under the radar when you first started, because it was your first two factor in Jersey, UK, wasn't, weren't they? Was it before you yeah, went to... Right. And then you went to New Jersey in America then for your... Was it your third fight in? Third fight, yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, and a bit of a bit of a journey. Well, it's a bit... 
God. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Liam. Were you were you at light heavyweight in the early days of your career? Yeah, I've I've always been light yeah. heavyweight. I wasn't. Yeah, I was only yeah. skinny like before I started really training. Um, I, I never. I think it's what ninety three kilos. Is it in England? Yeah. So mm -hmm. ninety three. I was never ninety three kilos. I was stood fighting Sean Lomas on it with a pair of jeans on on the scale at ninety one kilos, and that's not cutting any weight. Not like literally having a burger or something before I went for the weigh-ins so it, it really I really never used to cut weight what was um your 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 transition then so obviously you trained did you you obviously trained in the UK when you were fighting in the UK or were you training in America no I never I never trained I oh, never so you went straight I, straight into battle then pretty much like I went I went to um I started boxing when I was younger. Sorry, man. I started boxing when I was younger, but I wasn't very good. Uh, and I, I just worked in construction, drinking and just having parties and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Recession <laughs> kicked, the I've recession kicked in. Hey, it's, it's seven o'clock in the morning here. So I just got my coffee. Right? Second cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, so uh, no, I, I worked in construction, mate. Like. The recession kicked in and, and, and everything stopped. I was delivering TVs for this company, Fortuna. Um, and, and it was crap, you know what I mean? But at least it was, I wasn't so tired, so I could finish work quickly and then go to the gym, complete, train for about five, six hours, and then go home, you know? So, so yeah, it was just, uh, it was just, just a timing thing. And that's a, I guess it was the right time for, the, for me to go forward and, and pursue this fight career. Um, obviously... You you said you've had three fights. Was it your fourth? Was it your fourth or fifth fight? You you uh, you you came to you joined Bellator. Then was it your fourth? Or was it your fifth? No, it was my, I think it was my fourth. Your fourth fight. How, tell yeah, explain to me like like to to us like how how did that go about then? How did that um, how did they sort of open the, the door for you to join Bellator? So I was training at um, Kurt Pellegrino's gym in in New Jersey, um, and. Nothing was quite happening. There, there's a load of small guys at that gym. So I was like, Lass, you're not really paying too much attention. I understand, you know, the new guys just come in. You don't, like, you've got plenty of other fighters to look after. I'll go find someone who's my own size. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Give me five minutes, right? He comes back out of the office. He's like, I've got your contract with Bellator. I was like, well, so that is all I had to do, just basically threaten to leave the gym and, and you give me a, you give me a contract. So, right, sound. But, because of the visa that I was on, I had to go home, back to England, sort out all the visas and paperwork and things like that, and then come back to America, which took, I think it took about eight months to sort out the first time. So I was gone a bit. Then as soon as I came back, then that's when I started and I had the debut. Um, I can't even remember the dude's name now. Wrestler. I, I know it was a wrestler. Anton Talamantes, that's the one. And you finished him as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to kick them in the head, but like, that would have been cruel. Like, <laughs> Great introduction to Bellator, as you know, you doing that. Um, yeah. As we go into Bellator, so your your first eight fights, you obviously won them all. Um, how was that? How was that though? You know, because obviously you've just come in. So I suppose people who are watching Bellator were like, "Who's this Liam McGeary guy?" And you've just rattled off eight, you know, eight fights in a row. You know, winning them all. How did yeah, that feel as in yourself? I mean, to be honest, it, it all happened so quick. I don't think I'd give it time to just 
to sink in. When it, when it did sink in, then it was, it was too late then. It was, I was already injured. But um, I, I think because it was just one fight after another, after another, after another, I literally would finish one camp fight, have a week off, and then I'd be straight back in the gym, sometimes even back in the gym the same week. Like, so, I, 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 yeah, I, I just kind of carried on with the, with the motion and, and just let it go and just followed wherever it went to the world title. How, like, so. how, oh, yeah. how, were, how were you mentally, Liam? You know, big arenas over there, going into that, you know, how, how, how was it the mental side for you? The mental side was... It wasn't so. It wasn't so bad. I, I, like I say, I didn't think about. It. I knew what I was. I was going in there to fight, right? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd been fighting all my life. Uh, it was just another punch up that I was just getting ready for. And when you're when you're getting ready, when you're getting ready for a war, you don't. I don't really think about too much of what's going on around me. You know, like I was single. I was living on my own. I was in a. I was staying in a place in the Bronx. I was getting the train to the gym every day. You know, I had my headphones in, and it, it really life outside my own bubble I, I didn't really care for it i didn't didn't bother me you know what i mean I, I knew what i was supposed to do i was going into a fight i knew that the guy was going to hurt me so i wanted to hurt him before so it, yeah. it really didn't leave room for any other things that was going on you know which is a shame because like i miss birthdays weddings christenings funerals everything you know but this is um this is the path of the warrior, you know. If you if you want to if you want to succeed, then you, you you've kind of you've got to make all these sacrifices to to go on. You know what I mean? Because it's easy to get distracted and then be like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. And then yeah. it's too late. You've yeah. lost you've lost the, the, the focus. It's a selfish sport, though, isn't it? Really, you have to look after yourself, and you are the number one in your life. There's nothing else ever. You're in that tunnel, and you're going straight. There's nothing else stopping you. you know I mean, you haven't got no distractions. You have to think of yourself. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because, yeah, it's just a da- such a dangerous sport. You know, anything can happen, and you you have to be on it. You you have to be ready, and you have to be you have to be in shape. That's the most important thing. I want to get to your, your thoughts now of you becoming the champion. You beat Newton, did you? You this decision. Um, you become, well, I, I had, I was speaking to Stuart before this, before you, uh, we went live. And I'm quite tiffed with this because you are the first UK champion over in America. Before Michael Bisping. Yeah. Before um, Conor McGregor. Before Conor McGregor. But he's Irish, so it's just a bit different, isn't it? Um, but you didn't get the recognition. In my eyes as a fan and someone who's, and watches a lot of MMA, and I, I follow UK fighters especially, you know, because that's what we do, isn't it? You know, like football, we follow our own. You didn't yeah. get the recognition. You didn't get the recognition as much as the, no. the as Michael Bisping did. I thought about that the other day, actually, and I was like, I was the same person on the world champion, but that, they just didn't promote me enough. I don't think, you know, what I mean, I don't. All I was supposed to do was fight. You know, what I mean, mm. that, that was that was what I was supposed to do. The the promotion is supposed to promote and 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 do the promote their champions you know and I, ne- I never i never felt that but plus um after t ortiz the, se- the very next day i was in surgery so i had um was it that was 2015. So, mate, it's been one surgery after another after another to be honest with you so um and like i say this t- this game is is very tough it's very hard on the body um i'm getting older now so the the injuries don't heal up as quick so I had that knee surgery after Tito Ortiz, and then it was just a slippery slide, really. And uh, I've just been trying to trying to get back to the fitness of where I was at and where my body was at. Um, but like I say, I've come up to thirty nine now, so 
it took a, it took a battering over the over the over the last few years. So we'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did the, U- did, did, you, did the U did the UK UK press not contact you when you when you won? Did you not get any of that at all? Uh, nah, not really. Nah. Uh, and again, to be honest with you, mate, it, it didn't really bother me. It didn't really no, bother me no. too much at the time. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, you should be doing. It. You should. You should. I was like, fucking hell, mate. I, I should. There should be a lot of things going on, but all I know is that I'm going to the gym. I'm going to go train, and I worry about whatever I need to worry about afterwards. You know what I mean? And now I'm wor- now I'm thinking about it. It's like, well, it is what it is. You know, this this is what this game is. You see how. I see how like all the other fighters, you, they promote this, they just say that they're like talking shit down the microphone. Yeah, that just yeah. wasn't me, man. I, I, I just, I was, uh, I came from the era of fighters where, with fighters, like we just fight. Not fighters fight. Yeah, you know, not yeah. not show, like not so much as a showman as much as of like a, a, a professional wrestling side of things. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It wasn't Absolutely. that wasn't the sport when I got into it. It was pure MMA fighting. They were badass motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish, being being the age I am, I kind of think now maybe if I had gotten back into it twenty years ago, like when I was half my age, where what, what would have happened? But again, I was running around France at twenty years old, so like I wouldn't have lived the life that I lived before MMA to make me the person who I was to become the champion. To think, well, I don't necessarily actually need my name and face blasted all over the place if they don't want yeah. to do it. I know I won the belt. My mates know I won the belt. My family know mm. I won the belt. And to be honest with you, that's all that mattered, really. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everyone else was just a, an added bonus. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, but it, frustra- it frustrates me as, as a fan. And as I said, uh, you know, uh, me and Stuart, you know, we are avid UK fans of, you know, the mixed martial arts. It's, you know, in Bellator, in UFC, in One FC, in PFL, you know, and the list goes on. So I like, you know, that you, you should have got the recognition and you know, I mean, I like Michael Bisping as well. And I, I was, I was chuffed when he won as well. But I was, I was more chuffed when you won because you were the first to do it. You were, you know, that's something you you can never lose. That is in your legacy now. And yeah. yeah. I, 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 I thought that I was there with you when I watched it because I mean, I've been wanting a UK guy, you know, to come in and you know actually do this. What makes yeah. me, and what makes me think now is if that was you and you did that in the UFC. The whole different ball game you would have got there, you would have been known then, and everybody would have known. And it, it just yeah. frustrates me a tad that you don't get that recognition, and everyone else just goes straight to Michael Bisping beating Luke Rockhold, where in fact, yeah. obviously, you you were the guy, you were the first. That's what I'd yeah. say. That's what really sort of grinds my gears about it, really. But I mean, you still did I it. Have, I had a few interviews where Bisping is like, Yeah, I'm the first uh, English UFC champion. I'm like, Yeah, you yourself there mate like i understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> see that's annoying yeah, you, should, you should have got the recognition before him should have could have yeah five years ago now you know what i mean I, I, yeah. now i'm sitting in hawaii drinking a cup of coffee like so mm. i got a gym which i'm opening up so it, i get life's good yeah you know what i mean i i, I get yeah. the frustration but i've been i've, I've been frustrated I've been pissed off. I've been annoyed. I've been mm-hmm. all of those emotions and that's like, well, it's past. It's done. It's now time to move on for the next thing. So, um, the most frustrating part is my, is my jaw and, and my body. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh, the one thing I've now got to worry will about. Will you, will you get back in 
pro for in, into will you get back in there? It's been to, right, you know, obviously 20, 2019, the last fight. Phil Davis. Do you have any aspirations to get back in? Yeah, man. But so the last couple of years have been rough, like the corona and the jaw injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I managed to get back to America, and I just found out I need to go for a third procedure on my jaw. So it's going to be another six months. So, like, I don't know. Like I say, man, this jaw, this this game is fucking rough. I never mm-hmm. thought I'd ever, I'd never break my jaw or, or like mm-hmm. hands, legs, arms. Okay, right, but the jaw, just never even thought about it, you know. But yeah, third third procedure, and that, like, so I, I do, uh, mate. I do want to get into it, and I really do, but. Like, I'm not going in there half, like, broken. Half, half. I did that yeah. way too many times. Too old for that shit now, like. Let me fix myself mu- up. It must frustrate you then when you're watching the, the Bellator Light like, Heavyweight Grand Prix. Because oh, mate. You, you, were, well, you were fit and ready. You'd be there. The one place that was my place, you know. I think they got some, I don't even know who he was, what, the, what his name was or anything. They put that one that one guy in there. I think against Corey. Yazik Mergdorf. Yeah, you know, and uh, that was my spot, but I was stuck in England, you know, so I, I could And you know what England's been like? I don't know how it is now, but the gyms, they closed the gyms down fucking Boxing Day. Mm. So mm. I was training and teaching and doing well, then all of a sudden it, changed, it closes down in the, the Boxing Day, and then it's nothing. So, like, it's all been frustrating, man. It's all been a lot, but you get frustrated, you get pissed off about it, and then, then what are you going to do? Take it out on somebody at the gym. <laughs> you can't, it's fucking closed. So, like, I went, and threw, I went and threw a load of steel around, which is the next best thing, you know what I mean? So I put, like, 200 tonne of steel in in about four or five weeks. So I just told my boss, just give me the drawings, leave me alone, let me fucking throw the steel in, I'll be all fine. Bing, uh, don't we need to... Sorry, go on, Chris, you go first, pal. No, 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 honestly, you go first. I think I think we need to ask you about Liam McGeary's Fight Club MMA and submission grappling there in the lovely Honolulu in Hawaii, and what's yeah. happening with that? And how did you get to Hawaii? How did that all come about? I, I met I met my wife in New York, and then uh, kind of just started a family, and then um, well, she lives in Hawaii. Says, so "All right, I'll be on a plane oh, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't go wrong with so, that." Um, yeah, but I mean, I've, I've wanted to open up somewhere for a long time. Um, again, the frustrations of the jaw of the of the last two years, basically. Um, and any any time before that, I was too busy fighting to to pay attention and and, and to put all my focus in on other fighters. Um, but now now things are kind of slowing up. I've got this six month another six month gap, so I was like, right, I'm I'm here. I, I can talk. This next procedure doesn't um, isn't gonna. I'm not gonna get wired up afterwards. So at least that's a that's a plus thing for this one. Yeah. So so yeah. So I just think the timing is right now to uh, to open up and, and see where we go. But I've got other uh, other plans as well. So I just got them in there. So but just stay tuned. There's there's a lot going on. I've been sitting there pondering for the last two years. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> We'll get you back on in. as well, and you and you can promote all that with you with us. You know, what I mean, once you've got something, if you wanted to do that, yeah, man, for sure. Hopefully, it'll be in the UK as well. So um, that'd be brilliant. That's yeah, that's my plan. Like keeping yourself busy, which is good as well. Yeah, maybe I've got three kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm with I'm with you with that, mate. I've got three kids myself, and we've all just oh come my on, god, 
Yeah. It just walking. happens all of a sudden, and like, it does. everything's calm, then it just, like, what the hell? If this is going wrong, that's gone wrong. It's like chaos. Yeah, yeah. You two, you, got- you, two are putting, you two are putting me off here. That I haven't got any kids yet. Yeah, they're great for catching one one in one arm and the other in the other one. The other one's trying to get into the toilet, you're like trying to clean your teeth. Like, fucking hell, kids. <laughs> it's, the battle. it's bigger than your battles in the cage, Liam. It really is. It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they push they they can push buttons that no fighter could ever t- could ever push. Jesus. Yeah. I was going to ask and you as well. One of, them, one of them hits terrible threes now as well, so it's just like, uh, uh, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, no. I'm past that. Um, mine, mine's, uh, my oldest is uh, 14, so he's uh, going for the, the teenager stage now. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. That I've got, I got to look forward to. And I've got two girls um, who are nine and five, so they're, they're quite, they're placid. I mean, you can give them YouTube and they can disappear for the day normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you about um, you fought Linton Vassell, didn't you, uh, Bellator London? And uh, I just want to know how how does it feel to fight a fellow Brit when you're uh, in a, a bigger company and you're both quite close in the rankings? Did do you, the word the word I'm looking for is do you feel like I don't really want to fight a fellow Brit? I'd rather fight someone else, or does it not really matter the way you look at it? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it didn't really matter the way I looked at it. Like, we're friends, you know what I mean. So it's, it wasn't a case of like I was fighting a. We, we needed to make enemies or anything like that, you know what I mean? So we both spoke from sort of like, we're just going to get paid and fucking got to do what we got to do. Yes. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, we both need to put food in front of us, so we pay our bills. Let's do, go do what we got to do. And, and, and that's all that happened. I ain't even seen that fight yet. I watched a couple today. Um, I had to rewatch an MCOF fight and, um, and the Phil Davis, your second Phil Davis fight, obviously your last one. I, 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 I mean, I'm still impressed with what I think you were doing. You know, the, your movement was still fantastic. Your cardio, and especially against Nemkov and those leg kicks you were getting. You know, most people would be like, "Yeah, I've, I've had enough by the you know the first second round." But you went, you know, all the way to the third round, and you took a lot yeah. of kicks. Nemkov, I had no right being in that cage. I just got off. I broke, I broke my thumb. Um, yeah, I broke my thumb seven weeks prior to that fight. And then when the cast came off and the pins came out, then I had six weeks to train for Nemkov. I couldn't even throw my right hand. People are asking me, why didn't you switch answers? So they never had a right hand. Like I never threw one right hand, or if I did, it was just very weak. Can you, so, can you just, hide? Is it possible to hide an injury? Or are you getting tested and are they checking you out? I mean, you get checked out, right? But same as anything. Do you feel all right? Yeah. You ready to go? Yeah. Let's go. In, inside, it's like, fuck, you know, what are you doing? Tell me, man, it's killing me. We can't do this, man. Uh, <laughs> but you've had, two, like, you've had two difficult injuries, because can you tell me where in your second Phil Davis fight is where you felt the jaw go? Or what first round. First round or second round. He kicked me in the face as I was getting up. It was an illegal kick, right? Yes, and, yes, uh, yes. You know, and I, yeah. and I felt the click, a crack, right? And I was like, that can't be good. So I kind of just kept my mouth, just bit down on my mouthpiece and just carried on. Mm. And the second round, it was it was hurting in the end between the second and third round. And my coach gave me this almighty speech. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just going to go out. So I didn't even say anything. I just stood up, went out, and then uh, 
I, I thought it was going pretty well until he hit me with that jab. Uh, and then I don't even know how long was left, but my mouth must have been open a little bit. And it kind of, as he hit me, oh my God. Like I watched the video. I turned the, I turned the fight off in the, when I heard that. I was like, I know how this ends. But dude, oh my God. I've never felt pain like it. And I, I, put, I put myself through some fucking torturous things, right? But this, that was just next level. I was gonna he go on my face. Oh. Yeah, but he had you on the floor. He had you on. He had you on the Batman, didn't he? And he was sort of going over the top of you, didn't he? When you were down, and you were sort of trying to block. Well, he, he hit me in the. He hit me in the side of the face. Well, it was this side. So he hit me in the side of the face of the jaw, right? So I kind of just turned my head and put my face on the side of the mat, right? And I covered my other head up the side. Yeah. The referee yeah. should should have been stopping the fight because of um. This fucking earpiece is all that. Uh, he should have stopped the fight because of a verbal tap, right? He didn't. Um, and then it, and then he reached round, and as he reached round, he grabbed my face, and that was the one where I was like, it felt it felt like electric shock shot up to my brain and all the way down my body. I was like, nah, nah, get off me, please. I was like, enough. He's like, what? I said, dude, you broke my jaw. He said, I fucking knew you weren't going to tap from that. <laughs> People are like, you tap from a punch. I said, mate, you get the fuck in here and break your jaw and then continue fighting and tell me when you're going to tap. We're all, we're all, we're all, uh, as fans, we're all full of it, aren't we? But until you get in there, listening to you know what you've been through, like, different. Everyone's an expert, aren't they? I don't know. Can you hear us? No, he's close. Here we go. I think I knocked the button on the earpiece. Now I could hear you. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're back. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to give too much time because obviously I know you've got training in half an hour, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, so, I've got to go to open up in eight minutes, thirty minutes. <laughs> so uh, we've got two questions left. So I'll fire mine, and Stuart will go after myself. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to the whole Tito thing because obviously. My first ever MMA fight I ever watched was the first ever Tito and Liddell fight. And then, uh, you know, I fed in love then. And I, I mean, I was sold for life. I think you I watched the same one. Oh, there you go, then, see. Yeah. Um, it was a great fight. Um, you beat Tito, and you were the first person to submit him. And when I saw that, I mean, you beat the, uh, an English guy. And yes, I'm, I'm, I am biased when it comes to UK fighters. I am not going to lie. That's the way I am. Um, but when you beat him and you beat him by submission, mate, I, I, I could have punched a hole in the wall with, you know, like, loved it. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was buzzing with that one. Um, and I kind of knew, I knew what he was going to try and do. Uh, we've been working uh, high elbow guillotines in the gym like the last few weeks. And I do not know why. When he shot in for that takedown, I went for a high elbow guillotine. I was like, I can't even get my hands around this dude's neck. So I was like, trying to struggle there. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he ended up in the position which I kind of figured that he would. But I knew he was going to put that pressure down on top of me. So I was like, man, I think I even told him, we go down to the ground, I'm going to submit you. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Tito's fashion. Just told you. <laughs> I've got a picture. Um, I, I've got a, well, we usually do this when we uh, do our show. So I, I thought this was great. And I got on a picture. Uh, it'll come up on your screen now. Just love that picture. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that picture. He wouldn't stop looking at me. <laughs> at least you didn't get any of his cheesy sort of uh, fight lines. Just him and Chael Sonnen, I had to I had to turn it off after a while because it was dreadful. I, I know Chael mm. Sonnen can speak and Chael's very good, but Tito, I didn't realise how bad he was. Didn't he have like a, 
a juice carton. He's got yeah. a custard juice carton or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pro well, wrestling, but borrowing from pro wrestling for build-up sometimes. Not yeah, yeah. Right. But that's, yeah, but that's, yeah. What, that's where it's gone to now. And it's like, man, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking fuck you up in the cage, right? I don't want to sit there and make myself <laughs> look like a clown and try and be fucking, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to do yeah. this to you and I'm going to do that. Like, crush you like a juice can. Fucking, I'm going to punch you in the face and see how you fucking take that, right? Afterwards, I'm going to kick you in the leg, right? Let's see how we go from there. Hmm. I have, before you go, because you know you're busy, you've got to get down to the gym, some, some tips, you're going to be training people at the gym, but yeah, tips for guys that want to get into MMA and, you know, feel that they could get maybe to pro level, Liam McGeary's tips. My, my tip, keep going. When you've got that little voice in your head that says, oh, no, no, you can't, stop, 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 keep going, push past it, break past it, don't listen to that, don't listen to anybody else. Just keep pushing on. You're never gonna make your watch me. Right? That's all you gotta say and just keep and just keep doing. Just keep doing you. Perfectly put. Perfectly put. Chris. I think it's the best, best bit of advice I can I can give. Absolutely. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> <laughs> well that, that depends if you've had too many beers, there are weird things can happen then. Yeah. Um I'm gonna ask you as well before you go. Um Obviously, yeah, we are, are you not interested in the England Germany game. Obviously, me and Stuart aren't because we're here with you. But um, is that any football? Is it on I haven't, I haven't followed any of the football. My mates usually phone me up and tell me what's going on. I might see the odd highlight, but again, three kids, different times. I was like, we're eleven hours, eleven hours behind you. So, yeah, different, different time zones. I, I obviously, we're having three kids myself. I completely, you know, I can meet you halfway with this. Um, okay then, because um, obviously I know you've got the gym in half an hour, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. I've been trying so many fighters to jump on and have a conversation with us, and you're the first person that actually replied to me and was willing to come on. So um, you read out. I'm going to chat with my coffee, mate. <laughs> I we appreciate buzzed, it, man. I proper boast you you replied yeah, you replied to me and you know willing to come on. So hopefully nice you know. Down. People will see you and do you know jump on afterwards. But I really appreciate you coming on, mate. And um, hopefully mate, we can get you, hopefully we can get you back on in a, you know in a short time. And we can go talk about your gym and hopefully a fight that's coming up. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. I'm going to get the surgery done and then uh, and see where we go from there. All right, boys. Mate, thank you Cheers, very much, Gary. Bye, mate. Bye, and I think it's time now to go to break. That was Liam McGeary, former light heavyweight champion. He's very busy. He's got Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. 